welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your sisters and brothers in spirit. No matter the negative circumstances and conditions or the dark influences that seem to infiltrate our subconscious, let us remember to stay consciously aware of our own mighty I Am presence, no matter what in this world transpires, because it is the presence and the power of the Spirit of the Living God dwelling within us, and it is our source of eternal life and victory keep the faith and truly believe in it. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life and y'all be loved. They brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him, so that he could both talk and see. All the people were astonished and said, Could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, It is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your people drive them out? So then, they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers, How can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil, stored up in him. But I tell you, that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words, you will be acquitted, and by your words, you will be condemned. Matthew 12 22-37 Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 2 Before leaving the subject, let us give one or two more instances from the chronicles of the lives of the saints, selected from such narratives as are fully accepted by the Church. 
we might fill volumes with proofs of undeniable confederacy between the exorcisers and the demons. Their very nature betrays them. Instead of being independent, crafty entities bent on the destruction of men's souls and spirits, the majority of them are simply the elementals of the Kabbalists, creatures with no intellect of their own, but faithful mirrors of the will, which evokes, controls, and guides them. We will not waste our time in drawing the reader's attention to doubtful or obscure thaumaturgists and exorcisers, but take as our standard one of the greatest saints of Catholicism, and select a bouquet from that same prolific conservatory of pious lies, the golden legend of James de Vorahine. Saint Dominic, the founder of the famous order of that name, is one of the mightiest saints on the calendar. His order was the first that received a solemn confirmation from the Pope, and he is well known in history as the associate and counselor of the infamous Simon de Montfort, the papal general, whom he helped to butcher the unfortunate Albigenses in and near Toulouse. The story goes that this saint and the church after him, claimed that he received from the Virgin, in propria persona, a rosary, whose virtues produce such stupendous miracles that they throw entirely into the shade those of the apostles, and even of Jesus himself. A man, says the biographer, an abandoned sinner, was bold enough to doubt the virtue of the Dominican Rosary, and for this unparalleled blasphemy was punished on the spot by having 15,000 devils take possession of him. Seeing the great suffering of the tortured demoniac, Saint Dominic forgot the insult and called the devils to account. H.P. Blavatsky Following is the colloquy between the blessed exorcist and the demons. Question how did you take possession of this man, and how many are you? Answer of the devils, we came into him for having spoken disrespectfully of the rosary. We are 15,000. Question, why did so many as 15,000 enter him? Answer, because there are 15 decades in the rosary which he derided, etc. Dominic, is not all true I have said of the virtues of the rosary? Devils, yes. Yes. They emit flames through the nostrils of the demoniac. Know all ye Christians that Dominic never said one word concerning the rosary that is not most true, and know ye further, that if you do not believe him, great calamities will befall you. Dominic, who is the man in the world the devil hates the most? Devils, in chorus. Thou art the very man. Here follow verbose compliments. Dominic, of which state of Christians are there the most damned? Devils, in hell we have merchants, pawnbrokers, fraudulent bankers, grocers, Jews, apothecaries, etc., etc. Dominic, are there any priests or monks in hell? Devils, there are a great number of priests, but no monks, with the exception of such as have transgressed the rule of their order. Dominic, have you any Domenicans? Devils, alas! Alas! We have not one yet, but we expect a great number of them after their devotion is a little cooled. H.P. Blavatsky We do not pretend to give the questions and answers literally, for they occupy 23 pages, but the substance is here, as may be seen by anyone who cares to read the golden legend. The full description of the hideous bellowings of the demons, their enforced glorification of the saint and so on, is too long for this chapter. Suffice it to say that as we read the numerous questions offered by Dominic and the answers of the demons, we become fully convinced that they corroborate in every detail the unwarranted assertions, and support the interest of the church. The narrative is suggestive. The legend graphically describes the battle of the exorcist with the legion from the bottomless pit. The sulfurous flames which burst forth from the nose, mouth, 
eyes, and ears of the demoniac, the sudden appearance of over a hundred angels, clad in golden armor, and, finally, the descent of the blessed virgin herself, in person, bearing a golden rod, with which she administers a sound thrashing to the demoniac, to force the devils to confess that of herself, which we scarcely need repeat. The whole catalogue of theological truths uttered by Dominic's devils were embodied in so many articles of faith by His Holiness, the present Pope, in 1870, at the last ecumenical council. From the foregoing it is easy to see that the only substantial difference between infidel mediums and orthodox saints lies in the relative usefulness of the demons, if demons we must call them. While the devil faithfully supports the Christian exorcist in his orthodox views, the modern spook generally leaves his medium in the lurch. For, by lying, he acts against his or her interests rather than otherwise, and thereby too often, casts foul suspicion on the genuineness of the mediumship. Were modern spirits devils, they would evidently display a little more discrimination and cunning than they do. They would act as the demons of the saint which, compelled by the ecclesiastical magician and by the power of the name, which forces them into submission, lie in accordance with the direct interest of the exorcist and his church. The moral of the parallel, we leave to the sagacity of the reader. H. P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 We want you to feel the presence of the sacred fire angels of such sacred fire love, that even when you just think of them and ask their presence to pour that flame of love into a condition to purify it, you will become aware of their presence because you can feel their presence. When you love them, their love comes back to you to make you feel it. And it's in your feeling world that this magnificent sacred fire power from the heart of the central sun, moves into outer physical conditions, and consumes everything in its pathway that is not that love. And oh of mankind, if individuals would only learn what miracles they can have, what powers they can release, what manifestations they can produce, what help they can give to the rest of life, just by calling the sacred fire love from the cosmic angels of sacred fire love, into those conditions, and forbid the existence of human creation. We want so much to have you use this power, so as we come and bring you its explanation, you will begin to feel the peace which it brings inside of you. When the angels of sacred fire love begin to pour into you their feeling of peace and power and silence of their heart's love, their life, and their perfection, I assure you, you will feel it. As you continue to accept it, remember it, use it, call it into outer world conditions, it becomes a light around you, and then you will see it. When that light begins to come around you, you will see those angels. There is nothing in the ascended master's octave that is any substance that can shut out their presence, and when you begin to feel the heart flames of the angels of sacred fire love pour their feeling into you, as you feel it and love it, accept and ask your beloved I am presence, and them, to hold that feeling within you forever. Their sacred heart's flame of that love will consume the human in you, just the same as it will in outer world conditions. And my dear ones, the world doesn't need anything, but that sacred fire love. Beloved Mary, 